Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming up on today's wrestling news, Tom Phillips has been released by WWE. Could Brock Lesnar be returning to WWE? The former Billy Kay shoots on WWE Creative. And WWE SummerSlam 2021 set for Saturday, August the 21st. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Adam Nicholas. And this is the news. So let's start straight away with the story that was all over social media last night. The news that Tom Phillips has been released by WWE. This was first reported by No Crap, Just Sap, Fightful, Sean Ross Sap and Robert DeFelice. Uh, big shockwaves across the industry, uh, this news. Phillips has been with WWE for, I think, nearly nine years. Uh, 2012, yes. Uh, he started off as a backstage Raw interviewer. Many, many boy poppers with Kevin mm. Owens that have been doing the rounds on social media. Uh, and he's worked literally every WWE brand as an announcer following that. Raw, SmackDown, main events, superstars. Uh, he was going to commentate at WrestleMania 37. Then the ongoing Global Bastard and protocols around that basically took him off the show. And then, of course, he was replaced on Monday Night Raw by Adnan Burke, who's subsequently been replaced by Jimmy Smith. It's all very complicated. But just to summarise here, Anne Nicholas, a real shame because I thought Tom Phillips was such a talent. I mean, I'm sure he's going to go on to do some great stuff outside of WWE. And we were, we've been talking about this a lot recently, me and Andy, uh, with regards to like Jimmy Smith and Adnan Burke and just commentary in general. It's an impossible job, isn't it? Because you could be the greatest commentator in the world. I feel like even if Jim Ross started in WWE now, the... Vince McMahon in his ear, you know, the, the hand hovering over everything and, and just you're, you're parroting a lot of time what Vince McMahon wants you to say means that you can can really struggle. So, you know, he may not have been everyone's cup of tea, but I thought he was the best of a, of a bunch that have been, you know, tainted by Vince McMahon's influence. And he taught me the Tom Spiracy when I was in WCPW. I spread the legs wide so I didn't look like massive next to wrestlers apart from my best friend, Wade Barrett, a.k.a. Stu Bennett. But anyway... Tom Phillips released. Real shame, this, Nicholas. Yeah, that was my excuse as well for being so short, having to do the Tom Phillips legs. But <laughs> I've just been doing it for years and nobody's realised. Um, yeah, we, not to make light of this, of course, this is obviously another one of the releases that's happened. In my personal opinion, I know he may not be everybody's cup of tea, he was very much my cup of tea. I feel like yeah. Tom Phillips is about as close to a play-by-play guy in like and, and running the ship as Michael Cole mm-hmm. is. And I know a lot of people might not like Michael Cole, 
But let me tell you, when the big moments happen nine times out of 10, you want that person who's gonna be able to just deliver yeah. it and feel like they're not really getting in the way and the timing's good. Tom Phillips, uh, it, it, it's baffling to me this because they are looking for a really good person to lead the commentary team. Tom Phillips is a really good person who can lead the yeah. commentary team. And as you say, for a job where literally you're parroting a lot of what Vince McMahon says, Tom Phillips did it in the least, so I, I, in my personal opinion at least, did it in the least offensive way that like yeah. felt like an actual commentator. Like maybe it was him who was doing it without Vince in his ear. <laughs> sort of the smoothest I can kind of remember it being, like I say, since Michael Cole or even uh, Jim Ross before him. I realise that they've got, you know, Cole and, and Vic Joseph over on NXT, but it does feel like a bit of a leap into the unknown. We've been talking a lot about Jimmy Smith recently. I love what he do, does or did uh, in the mm. UFC and Bellator and stuff. But with the way things have worked out with Adnan Burke, whether that was, again, a mutual decision or WWE's call, it's risky to let Phillips go, in my opinion, because like you say, he's not to be patronising. He's more than just a solid hand. He knows how it works. And I was reading the other day about the, the training that commentators go through, mm. the, the, the sort of watch the same match over and over and over again. You've got Corey Graves in there and just they're trying to get people to stick to the way that they want them to do it. And I always thought, I agree with you. I think he, uh, he was he was excellent at what he did. Mm. And uh, best luck to him in the future in summary. Yeah, bizarre to see them let go of such a multi-tool player again my yeah. personal opinion on that one. But speaking of someone who has not as many tools, but they are very powerful tools, the ones that he does have, <laughs> let's talk about Brock Lesnar and whether or not he could be returning to WWE very soon. Look at you, you're already excited. And I'll tell you what, Brock Lesnar's the kind of guy who will get that out of people. But his former now, I guess, um, manager and advocate, Paul Heyman, uh, has been on the Sports Talk 790 podcast, I believe, talking about... Well, he was asked the question about whether or not Brock may be coming back to WWE anytime soon. And in typical Paul Heyman fashion, he gave an answer with both intrigue and typical Paul Heyman patter. So, yeah. here we go. I'll just read out for you. He said, Brock Lesnar does what Brock Lesnar wants to do. If Brock Lesnar wanted to be back in WWE at this moment, at this particular time and place, he would be. Maybe, maybe he's been waiting for live events and maybe he'll choose Houston to make that return. Or maybe not, because Brock Lesnar is going to do whatever Brock Lesnar oh. wants to do. Paul Heyman, a little tease, I think it's fair to say, but Adam Wilborn, on the surface, this might just seem like him, Paul Heyman, doing a Heyman. But if you know about WWE's obviously returning to live events, they're doing that 25-city tour, and the first stop on that tour will take place on July 16th, and that will be an episode of Friday Night Smackdown. And where is it happening? At the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. So, my question to you, Mr. Wilborn, prediction or a spoiler? I, I don't know if it's gonna be that specific show. Mm. But I, I think WWE, and maybe this is just the eternal optimist for me, are going to really over-deliver once fans come back. <laughs> I genuinely, genuinely could see John Cena versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. And on the red brand, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Just to change things up. I think, I think, you know, we've talked a lot about ratings and they haven't really dipped. You know, they're not great, but they're certainly not like a crashing through the floors like you know the, the downward spiral we've seen they've sort of just leveled off mm. and I think it, uh, WWE often for as terrible as they are often over deliver when they feel like they've shortchanged fans and I don't know maybe maybe it'll be Brock versus Drew or maybe it'll be bloody Brock versus Roman who knows but like you say just that I'm, I, he's gone away long enough now obviously mm. for different reasons but he's gone away long enough now that I'm like oh my god 
I'd love to see him come back and wreck some fools. And also, maybe, just maybe, we could get a tweak in his character. Like, he doesn't have to have Heyman with him now. Maybe Heyman has to make that decision and he sides with his new monster, Roman Reigns, and we get something different from Brock Lesnar for the first time in, what, five years or whatever it is? I don't know. Uh, more than that, actually. Whoa, but whoa, whoa. Let's not suddenly just start forgetting about the Brock party, Adam Wilborn. I mean, that was... Yes. Come on now, that was that was a good little tweak. This is what happens. Brock yeah. Lesnar, again, another... Well, I, I called him a single tool player earlier. Didn't mean it. Multi-tool guy, he just doesn't oh. get to use them because Vince doesn't want him to. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see him back. Uh, maybe not as someone is reaching for the briefcase in Money in the Bank, but certainly in and around that time. <laughs> uh, and... Yeah, I, I'm expecting big, big things when fans return, and mm. he is one of the biggest. Uh, right, let's move on and talk about Jessica McKay and Cassie Lee, formerly known, of course, as Billy Bloody K, Peyton Bloody Royce, the Iconics! I've calmed it down, because uh, you don't deserve that sort of treatment on a Friday today. <laughs> because, uh, well, the former Billy K, uh, they were both on Busted Open Radio with, I think, friend of the channel. I said this yesterday, I hope friend of the channel, Bonnie yeah. Ray. Um Talking about WWE Creative and some fascinating developments with this, uh, with the former Billy Kay shooting on WWE Creative. I'll just read what she said here. She said, when we first came in... No, I'm just going to read it normally. When we first came in, Vince really loved our first promo. He said, give them a microphone every week. So I know Vince enjoyed it, but I don't think Creative understood it. And they kind of wanted to send us in this direction. It was fine, but I'm not sure they ever really understood us when they split us well now they understand us even less after they split us up we were struggling i had no idea who i was and you just took away not only my best friend and my tag team partner mm. but she was my comfort zone and my support system it wasn't until i got drafted to smackdown which i think really helped me i thought i was getting well received i was at lots of tvs i was having fun i was doing what i wanted to do and really feel and feeling really fulfilled and that's why it meaning her release mm. was even more of a shock to me as well interesting this Nicholas in the fact that Vince actually was a big proponent of the Iconics in their original form and Creative just went oh don't get it split them up because they're friends and it's just even more frustrating when you hear stories like this isn't it because I know I'm biased and I know you know they weren't necessarily the best female tag team in ring but they had so much to give then they split them up and they had an out for them and then they like Billy Kay even you know, got herself back over on SmackDown and then they just went, oh yeah, been her off, been her off, been paying Royce off. Uh, you know, I love the fact that they're still doing stuff. I'm very excited about the fact that they're doing interviews now together. Please let me know if you want me to do one for, with, with us, girls. Mm. But yeah, just so frustrating this. Yeah, again, I mean, there's how many times we're going to say this about the recent batch of releases. There's a few notable names, I guess, but the Iconics, as you say, fair critique, they are absolutely like golden when it comes to entertaining the fans in terms of sports entertainment they could talk anybody into wanting to just see them either get beat up or in the genuinely just finding them funny like those backstage segments are the every single one they were in was hilarious and billy k managing to make it make a go of it herself and literally had so much momentum with her like a resume stuff all that was fantastic um in terms of vince mcmahon i guess we it's very easy for us to kind of point the finger at Vince and say like oh he's a crazy old man who like doesn't like stuff and he's probably responsible for a lot of the things he's picked a team below him that do all these other stuff like creative and hirings and firings a lot of the time so I'm not certainly not uh, saying he's to blame for all of it but to hear that he actually did enjoy the act goes yeah. to show you that yeah, nobody's actually guaranteed it even if the actual boss of the company is into you for whatever reason I don't know it's, it's a strange one 
WWE creators are bloody useless, basically. <laughs> well, they might be useless at creative, Adam, but it sounds like they also might be useless at booking dates that they're going to set their mind to <laughs> when it comes to SummerSlam, because as was reported last week, uh, we were expecting SummerSlam to be on Sunday, the 22nd of August. Multiple sources reporting that. But it seems that that might not be the case. And we might, Adam Wilborn, be getting SummerSlam 2021 on Saturday, the 21st of August instead, which is really exciting. Imagine a WWE preview on a Saturday. It sounds interesting. But this comes per Andrew Zarian of the Mat Men Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, they put out a tweet yesterday and it was as follows. According to a very reliable source, SummerSlam will take place on Saturday. The uh, They've done that weird American date thing where they put the 8th first and the 21. Oh. The 21st of August in <laughs> Vegas. This source has been a home run with a few things regarding SummerSlam and I'm confident he is Correct. Now, we should point out that the Mat Men Pro Wrestling Podcast and Andrew Zarian have been right on the money with a lot of yes. things recently. Give them a follow if you haven't already for all of your little wrestling tidbits and news and rumours. Um, but yeah, this is interesting because, like I say, the initial date was meant to be the 22nd, which was on the Sunday. And WrestleVotes had also suggested that the August 21st date would be given might be provisional, but potentially could be WWE's preferred choice out of the two dates that they might have there. I don't know if maybe they're just concerned in case they need it for two days booked in the hope that maybe one is better than the other. I'm not the guy who works there, unfortunately, so I can't confirm or deny that. Um, but what I can tell you is that the venue that they are going to be running that in is the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, uh, which holds a capacity between 61,000 and 72,000 fans, which is a lot. That number just hit my head a little bit, thinking about how long I've spent as a number of one in my flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit hard to comprehend, but still. Um, and I'll, but what more interestingly, the last point of this story is, if they do indeed run Saturday in Las Vegas, they will be going head-to-head, -head, Mr. Wilborn, with the boxing that is happening on the same night at the MGM Grand between your boy Manny Pacquiao and Errol Spence Jr. So I don't know which one they officially are going to con commit to, but if it is that Saturday, it's going to be crazy in Las Vegas, yeah. I think it's fair to say. Oh, and we will be... No, we won't be there, of course not. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's bonkers, this. I love Saturday pay-per-views. Normalised mm. Saturday pay-per-views, guys. I don't know. It's annoying that AEW is not moving to Sundays for certain things. Uh, although dates and issues and stuff like that makes mm. sense, to be fair. Um, maybe they need it for two nights of SummerSlam. I don't think that's the case. Well, um, But I, I love it. And, uh, I mean, that stadium, and as big as that is, they need some big matches. So who knows what it's mm. going to be on, but... Yeah, very excited. If it's Saturday, count me in. If it's Sunday, count me in as well, I suppose. But um, yeah, the, the first time in, in absolutely ages that they would have a Saturday pay-per-view, other than, of course, when they did the two nights of WrestleMania. Mm. And I used to love it when takeovers were on Saturday. Just take it back to Saturday, guys. It's just Agreed. It's just easier for UK viewers in particular. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right, let's move on to your Twitter questions at WhatCultureWWE, of course, if you want to get in touch with us. First question today comes from J-Man, who says, Honestly, main event has been great recently, thanks to Mustafa Ali, uh, sorry, Mustafa Ali, uh, Ricochet, Naomi, Nikki Cross, amongst others. Do you think having a good match on main event could help a superstar get a main roster? Poosh. The short answer for me is no, because unfortunately, I feel like the guys and gals who are on there are already really talented. Uh, and a lot of the times we see them on there and think, why are you not? You were on the main roster and now they're really putting you on main event. Like, you know, the whole thing at the minute, obviously Ricochet and Mustafa Ali, uh, they're both on there doing like good stuff. Like as they have yeah. been, many of them on there have been doing, working really well. And yet 
I don't genuinely see that being a path to the main roster. It's a shame because it should be, really, shouldn't it? It would be a great proving yeah. ground to then move on. But I don't personally think that's the case. I'd love it to be the case, J-Man. I just don't think it is. I think at the best, they saw what Ricochet's been doing on main event and went, let's have you steal Sheamus's hat and coat. Oh, <laughs> That's God. the best you can hope for. God. But yes, that, that should be the way things work, though, J-Man. Mm. Uh, Mr. Surprise Roll-Up gives us our second question of the day, saying, uh, do you think we could see a Darby Allen heel turn at Double or Nothing? I have this feeling Sting will eat the pin and it will set Darby off and they can have a program and Sting can put Darby over, making him an even mm. bigger star. Controversial, this, Nicholas. Controversial, but I think this would also tie... I, I agree with this, by the way. I think this is a good idea. And let me tell you why, because I feel like... I feel like... Uh, Scorpio, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page could do with getting that big win. They could do with getting a big W to like, sort of legitimise them even further. And what better way for that to happen than to have them beat Darby and Sting, which is a match they just, in your head, you can't see why they would lose that. But a good reason for them losing it would be some kind of fallout, some kind of miscommunication, miscommunication sorry. And surely there must be, that. eventually there must be a Darby and Sting match on the cards because it feels mm-hmm. a very specific pair in that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, I think Darby and Sting, particularly because it's like what six years since Sting wrestled uh, in a in a wrestling ring. Uh, I, I think they're going to get the win. I don't think it, it Page and Sky have got that much momentum. I even booked the finish: uh, Scorpion Death Drop on Scorpio Sky from Darby Allen and a Coffin Drop from Sting on Ethan Page. <laughs> coffin Drop from Sting. Yeah. Uh, on the apron. No, cool. uh, but I, I, I think I think Sting and Darby Allen will, will win because I think that page view looks like a lot of heels are going to win on there. But who knows? That's true. Sure join that Adam Nicholas and Ben Roy Turner for the live stream for that on Sunday night, of course. Mm. Um, we'll move on to the final question from Mark Lee Willis. who says, morning, dudes. Morning, Mark. Uh, not sure if this is too late to make the news. No, you're all good. I hope you both have a bloody good weekend. Enjoy Double or Nothing. You two, in a parallel universe, you're both killing it as pro wrestlers. What is your finishing move and what is it called? Ooh, ooh. Well, I'm gonna have to go with something like, hmm, name related. I think I'll just okay. off the top of my head. I can't think of anything immediately, but I'm gonna go with Drew McIntyre. I might do the Claymore kick, but I do the Claymore Nick. Yeah, see what I did there. <laughs> see what I did there. And instead of using my boot to kick them in the head, I do the famous. Adam Nicholas salmon dive from the first ever Christmas walk culture party that I did and hit people in the head and then put out all my teeth nearly that's what I'm going to do that's going to be my finishing move the Claymore Nick front towards enemy (laughs) smash I love it I think I'm going to have to do the worm because I used to love the worm when I was growing up (laughs) and it's one of the most devastating finishing moves there is and I think what I'd do is you were suggesting this It'd be called like the Wilb or the Wilbo or something, and I'd spell it out as I do the worm thing. And then just as I pop up at the end, I will say what the move's actually called, which is, is this the best finishing move ever? And then I like, <laughs> drop an L-well, whatever. Or a big leg drop, uh, who knows? Uh, yeah, let us, know. let us know in the comments uh, what you think we should do or what your finishing move would be and what it would be called. Uh, we'll move on to today's final. And finally, I just wanted to give a nod to the legend that is Sammy Zayn, who shared the news that the Dancing Sammy, the limited run t-shirt he had, raised over $60,000 for the Sammy for Simeon mobile clinic. 
Uh, he said, unbelievable, thank you all. Yes, thanks to everyone who bought that. And thanks to Sammy Zane, who just does fantastic stuff and often gets overlooked by the bloody company he works for for that sort of thing. But well done to Sammy Zane for that. Uh, SammyFasiri.com if you still want to support him, of course. Uh, but for now, that is the news. Let us know your thoughts on everything we have discussed in the comment section down below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Cool Dressing on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Got two previews today because, of course, it's AW Dynamite because the bloody... Everything's all over the place. Smackdown preview, AW Dynamite preview, and hashtag WrestleCulture with a bloody good quiz later on today. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts, Twitter questions on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, there, follow both of us. You can follow Adam Nicholas at... It's Adam Nicholas, and you can follow Adam Wilborn at... Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. But for now, my thanks, Adam Nicholas. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.